the second book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil Schempf. the second book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument telemachus to court doth call the wooers and commands them all to leave his house and taking then from wise minerva ship and men and all things fit for him beside that eurycleia could provide for sea rights till he found his sire he hoist sail when heaven stoops his fire another argument beta the old maid's store the voyage cheers the ship leaves shore minerva steers now when with rosy fingers the early born and thrown through all the air appeared the morn ulysses loved son from his bed appeared his weeds put on and did about him gird his sword that thwart his shoulders hung and tied to his fair feet fair shoes and all parts plied for speedy readiness who when he trod the open earth to men showed like a god the heralds then he straight charged to consort the curled-headed greeks with loud calls to a court they summoned the other came in utmost haste who all assembled and in one heap placed he likewise came to council and did bear in his fair hand his iron-headed spear nor came alone nor with men troops prepared but two fleet dogs made both his train and guard palace supplied with her high wisdom's grace that all men's wants supplies state's painted face his entering presence all men did admire who took seat in the high throne of his sire to which the grave peers gave him reverend way amongst whom an egyptian hero crooked with age and full of skill begun the speech to all who had a loved son that with divine ulysses did ascend his hollow fleet to troy to serve which end he kept fair horse and was a man-at-arms and in the cruel cyclops stern alarms his life lost by him in his hollow cave whose entrails opened his abhorred grave and made of him of all ulysses train his latest supper being latest slain his name was antiphus and this old man this crooked grown this wise egyptian had three sons more of which one riotous a wooer was and called eurynomus the other two took both his own wished course yet both the best fates weighed not down the worse but left the old man mindful still of moan who weeping thus bespake the session here ithacensians all i fitly say since our divine ulysses parting day never was council called nor session and now by whom is this thus undergone whom did necessity so much compel of young or old hath any one heard tell of any coming army that he thus now may openly take boldness to avow first having heard it or will any here some motion for the public good prefer some worth of note there is in this command and methinks it must be some good man's hand that's put to it that either hath direct means to assist or for his good effect hopes to be happy in the proof he makes and that jove grant whate'er he undertakes telemachus rejoicing much to hear the good hope and opinion men did bear of his young actions no longer sat 
but longed to approve what this man pointed at and made his first proof in a cause so good and in the council's chief place up he stood when straight pisenor herald to his sire and learned in councils felt his heart on fire to hear him speak and put into his hand the sceptre that his father did command then to the old egyptian turned he spoke father not far he is that undertook to call this council whom you soon shall know myself whose wrongs my griefs will make me show am he that authored this assembly here nor have i heard of any army near of which being first told i might iterate nor for the public good can aught relate only mine own affairs all this procure that in my house a double ill endure one having lost a father so renowned whose kind rule once with your command was crowned the other is what much more doth augment his weighty loss the ruin imminent of all my house by it my goods all spent and of all this the wooers that are sons of our chief peers are the confusions importuning my mother's marriage against her will nor dares their blood's bold rage go to icarus's her father's court that his will asked in kind and comely sort he may endow his daughter with a dower and she consenting at his pleasure's power dispose her to a man that thus behaved may have fit grace and see her honour saved but these in none but my house all their lives resolve to spend slaughtering my sheep and beeves and with my fattest goats lay feast on feast my generous wine consuming as they list a world of things they spoil here wanting one that like ulysses quickly could get gone these peace plagues from his house that spoil like war whom my powers are unfit to urge so far myself immartial but had i the power my will should serve me to exempt this hour from out my lifetime for past patience base deeds are done here that exceed defence of any honour falling is my house which you should shame to see so ruinous reverence the censures that all good men give that dwell about you and for fear to live exposed to heaven's wrath that doth ever pay pains for joy's forfeit even by jove i pray or themis both which powers have to restrain or gather counsels that ye will abstain from further spoil and let me only waste in that most wretched grief i have embraced for my lost father and though i am free from meriting your outrage yet if he good man hath ever with a hostile heart done ill to any greek on me convert your like hostility and vengeance take of his ill on my life and all these make join in that justice but to see abuse those goods that do none ill but being ill-used exceeds all right yet better tis for me my whole possessions and my rents to see consumed by you than lose my life in all for on your rapine a revenge may fall while i live and so long i may complain about the city till my goods again oft asked may be with all amends repaid but in the mean space your misrule hath laid griefs on my bosom that can only speak and are denied the instant power of reek this said his sceptre gainst the ground he threw and tears stilled from him which moved all the crew the court struck silent 
not a man did dare to give a word that might offend his ear antinous only in this sort replied high spoken and of spirit unpacified how have you shamed us in this speech of yours will you brand us for an offence not ours your mother first in craft is first in cause three years are past and near the fourth now draws since first she mocked the peers achaean all she made hope and promised every man sent for us ever left love show in naught but in her heart concealed another thought besides as curious in her craft her loom she with a web charged hard to overcome and thus bespake us youths that seek my bed since my divine spouse rests among the dead hold on your suits but till i end at most this funeral weed lest what is done be lost besides i propose that when the austere fate of bitter death shall take into his state laertes the hero it shall deck his royal course since i should suffer check in ill report of every common dame if one so rich should show in death his shame this speech she used and this did soon persuade our gentle minds but this a work she made so hugely long undoing still in night by torches all she did by day's broad light that three years her deceit dived past our view and made us think that all she feigned was true but when the fourth year came and those sly hours that still surprise at length dame's craftiest powers one of her women that knew all disclosed the secret to us that she still unloosed her whole day's fair affair in depth of night and then no further she could force her slight but of necessity her work gave end and thus by me doth every other friend professing love to her reply to thee that even thyself and all greeks else may see that we offend not in our stay but she to free thy house then send her to her sire commanding that her choice be left entire to his election and one settled will nor let her vex with her illusions still her friends that woo her standing on her wit because wise pallas hath given wills to it so full of art and made her understand all works in fair skill of a lady's hand but for her working mind we read none of all the old world in which greece hath shown her rarest pieces that could equal her tyro alcmena and mycena were to hold comparison in no degree for solid brain with wise penelope and yet in her delays of us she shows no profit skill with all the which she owes for all this time thy goods and victuals go to utter ruin and shall ever so while thus the gods her glorious mind dispose glory herself may gain but thou shalt lose thy longings even for necessary food for we will never go where lies are good nor any other where till this delay she puts on all she quits with the endless stay of some one of us that to all the rest may give free farewell with his nuptial feast the wise young prince replied antinous i may by no means turn out of my house her that hath brought me forth and nourished me besides if quick or dead my father be in any region yet abides in doubt and twill go hard my means being so run out to tender to icarius again if he again my mother must maintain in her retreat the dower she brought with her and then a double ill it will confer both from my father and from god on me 
when thrust out of her house on her bent knee my mother shall the horrid furies raise with imprecations and all men dispraise my part in her exposure never then will i perform this counsel if your spleen swell at my courses once more i command your absence from my house some other's hand charge with your banquets on your own goods eat and either other mutually entreat at either of your houses with your feast but if ye still esteem more sweet and best another's spoil so you still reckless live gnaw vermin-like things sacred no laws give to your devouring it remains that i invoke each ever-living deity and vow if jove shall deign in any date power of like pains for pleasure so past rate from thenceforth look where ye have revelled so unreaked your ruins all shall undergo thus spake telemachus to assure whose threat far-seeing jove upon their pinion set two eagles from the high brows of a hill that mounted on the winds together still their strokes extended but arriving now amidst the council over every brow shook their thick wings and threatening death's cold fears their necks and cheeks tore with their eager sears then on the court's right hand away they flew above both court and city with whose view and study what events they might foretell the council into admiration fell the old hero halitherses then the son of nestor that of all old men his peers in that court only could foresee by flight of fowls man's fixed destiny twixt them and their amaze this interposed here ithacensians all your doubts disclosed the wooers most are touched in this ostent to whom are dangers great and imminent for now not long more shall ulysses bear lack of his most loved but fill some place near addressing to these wooers fate and death and many more this mischief menaceth of us inhabiting this famous isle let us consult yet in this long forewhile how to ourselves we may prevent this ill let these men rest secure and revel still though they might find it safer if with us they would in time prevent what threats them thus since not without sure trial i foretell these coming storms but know their issue well for to ulysses all things have event as i foretold him when for ilion went the whole greek fleet together and with them the abundant in all councils took the stream i told him that when much ill he had passed and all his men were lost he should at last the twentieth year turn home to all unknown all which effects are to perfection grown eurymachus the son of polybus opposed this man's presage and answered thus hence great in years go prophesy at home thy children teach to shun their ills to come in these superior far to thee am i the world of fowls beneath the sunbeams fly that are not fit to inform a prophecy besides ulysses perished long ago and would thy fates to thee had destined so since so thy so much prophecy had spared thy wronging of our rights which for reward expected home with thee hath summoned us with the anger of telemachus but this i will presage which shall be true if any spark of anger chance to ensue thy much old art in these deep auguries in this young man incensed by thy lies even to himself his anger shall confer the greater anguish 
and thine own ends heir from all their objects and besides thine age shall feel a pain to make thee curse presage with worthy cause for it shall touch thee near but i will soon give end to all our fear preventing whatsoever chance can fall in my suit to the young prince for us all to send his mother to her father's house that he may sort her out a worthy spouse and such a dower bestow as may befit one loved to leave her friends and follow it before which course be i believe that none of all the greeks will cease the ambition of such a match for chance what can to us we no man fear no not telemachus though ne'er so greatly spoken nor care we for any threats of austere prophecy which thou old dotard vauntst of so in vain and thus shalt thou in much more hate remain for still the gods shall bear their ill expense nor ever be disposed by competence till with her nuptials she dismiss our suits our whole lives days shall sow hopes for such fruits her virtues we contend to nor will go to any other be she never so worthy of us and all the worth we owe he answered him eurymachus and all ye generous wooers now in general i see your brave resolves and will no more make speech of these points and much less implore it is enough that all the grecians here and all the gods besides just witness bear what friendly premonitions have been spent on your forbearance and their vain event yet with my other friends let love prevail to fit me with a vessel free of sail and twenty men that may divide to me my ready passage through the yielding sea for sparta and amathuan pylos's shore i am now bound in purpose to explore my long-lacked father and to try if fame or jove most author of man's honoured name with his return in life may glad mine ear though toiled in that proof i sustain a year if dead i hear him nor of more state here retired to my loved country i will rear a sepulchre to him and celebrate such royal parent rites as fits his state and then my mother to a spouse dispose this said he sat and to the rest arose mentor that was ulysses chosen friend to whom when he set forth he did commend his complete family and whom he willed to see the mind of his old sire fulfilled all things conserving safe till his retreat who tender of his charge and seeing so set in slight care of their king his subjects there suffering his son so much contempt to bear thus gravely and with zeal to him began no more let any sceptre-bearing man benevolent or mild or human be nor in his mind form acts of piety but ever feed on blood and facts unjust commit even to the full swing of his lust since of divine ulysses no man now of all his subjects any thought doth show all whom he governed and became to them rather than one that wore a diadem a most indulgent father but for all that can touch me within no envy fall these insolent wooers that in violent kind commit things foul by the ill wit of the mind and with the hazard of their heads devour ulysses house since his returning hour they hold past hope but it affects me much ye dull plebeians that all this doth touch your free states nothing who struck dumb afford these wooers not so much reek as a word though few 
and you with only number might extinguish to them the profaned light evanor's son leocritus replied mentor the railer made a fool with pride what language givest thou that would quiet us with putting us in storm exciting thus the rout against us who though more than we should find it no easy victory to drive men habited in feast from feasts no not if ithacus himself such guests should come and find so furnishing his court and hope to force them from so sweet a fort his wife should little joy in his arrive though much she wants him for where she alive would hers enjoy there death should claim his rights he must be conquered that with many fights thou speak'st unfit things to their labours then disperse these people and let these two men mentor and halitherses that so boast from the beginning to have governed most in friendship of the father to the son confirm the course he now affects to run but my mind says that if he would but use a little patience he should hear hear news of all things that his wish would understand but no good hope for of the course in hand this said the council rose when every peer and all the people in dispersion were to houses of their own the wooers yet made to ulysses house their old retreat telemachus apart from all the priests prepared to shore and in the aged seas his fair hands washed did thus to pallas pray hear me o goddess that but yesterday didst deign access to me at home and lay grave charge on me to take ship and inquire along the dark seas for mine absent sire which all the greeks oppose amongst whom most those that are proud still at another's cost past measure and the civil rights of men my mother's wooers my repulse maintain thus spake he praying when close to him came pallas resembling mentor both in frame of voice and person and advised him thus those wooers well might know telemachus thou wilt not ever weak and childish be if to thee be instilled the faculty of mind and body that thy father graced and if like him there be in thee enchanced virtue to give words works and works their end this voyage that to them thou didst commend shall not so quickly as they idly ween be vain or given up for their opposite spleen but if ulysses nor penelope were thy true parents i then hope in thee of no more urging thy attempt in hand for few that rightly bred on both sides stand are like their parents many that are worse and most few better those then that the nurse or mother call true-born yet are not so like worthy sires much less are like to grow but thou showest now that in thee fades not quite thy father's wisdom and that future light shall therefore show thee far from being unwise or touched with stain of bastard cowardice hope therefore says that thou wilt to the end pursue the brave act thou didst erst intend but for the foolish wooers they bewray they neither counsel have nor soul since they are neither wise nor just and so must needs rest ignorant how black above their heads fate hovers holding death that one sole day will make enough to make them all away for thee the way thou wishest shall no more fly thee a step i that have been before thy father's friend thine likewise now will be provide thy ship myself and follow thee 
go thou then home and soothe each wooer's vein but underhand fit all things for the main wine in as strong and sweet casks as you can and meal the very marrow of a man which put in good sure leather sacks and see that with sweet food sweet vessels still agree i from the people straight will press for you free voluntaries and for ships a now sea-circled ithaca contains both new and old built all which i'll exactly view and choose what one soever most doth please which rigged we'll straight launch and assay the seas this spake jove's daughter pallas whose voice heard no more telemachus her charge deferred but hasted home and sad at heart did see amidst his hall the insulting wooers flee goats and roast swine mongst who antinous careless discovering in telemachus his grudge to see them laughed met took his hand and said high spoken with the mind so manned come do as we do put not up your spirits with these low trifles nor our loving merits in gall of any hateful purpose steep but eat egregiously and drink as deep the things thou think'st on all at full shall be by the archives thought on and perform to thee ship and choice oars that in a trice will land thy hasty fleet on heavenly pylos's sand and at the fame of thy illustrious sire he answered men whom pride did so inspire are not fit consorts for an humble guest nor are constrained men merry at their feast it's not enough that all this time ye have oped in your entrails my chief goods a grave and while i was a child made me partake my now more growth more grown my mind doth make and hearing speak more judging men than you perceive how much i was misgoverned now i now will try if i can bring ye home an ill fate to consort you if it come from pylos or amongst the people here but thither i resolve and know that there i shall not touch in vain nor will i stay though in a merchant ship i steer my way which shows in your sights best since me ye know incapable of ship or men to row this said his hand he coyly snatched away from forth antinous's hand the rest of the day spent through the house with banquets some with jests and some with railings dignifying their feasts to whom a jest proud youth the wit began telemachus will kill us every man from sparta to the very pillion sand he will raise aids to his impetuous hand oh he affects it strangely or he means to search ephora's fat shores and from thence bring deathful poisons which amongst our bowls will make a general shipwreck of our souls another said alas who knows but he once gone and erring like his sire at sea may perish like him far from aid of friends and so he makes us work for all the ends left of his goods here we shall share the house left to his mother and her chosen spouse thus they while he a room ascended high and large built by his father where did lie gold and brass heaped up and in coffers were rich robes sweet store of odorous oils and there stood tons of sweet old wines along the wall neat and divine drink kept to cheer with all ulysses old heart if he turned again from labours fatal to him to sustain the doors of plank were their clothes exquisite 
kept with a double key and day and night a woman locked within and that was she who all trust had for her sufficiency old eurycleia one of opus race son to pisenor and in passing grace with grey minerva her the prince did call and said nurse draw me the most sweet of all the wine thou keep'st next that which for my sire thy care reserves in hope he shall retire twelve vessels fill me forth and stop them well then into well-sewed sacks of fine ground meal pour twenty measures nor to any one but thee thyself let this design be known all this he got together i it all in night will fetch off when my mother shall ascend her high room and for sleep prepare sparta and pylos i must see in care to find my father out eurycleia cried and asked with tears why is your mind applied dear son to this course whither will you go so far off leave us and beloved so so only and the sole hope of your race royal ulysses far from the embrace of his kind country in a land unknown is dead and you from your loved country gone the wooers will with some deceit assay to your destruction making then their prey of all your goods wherein your own you are strong make sure abode it fits not you so young to suffer so much by the aged seas and err in such a wayless wilderness be cheered love nurse said he for not without the will of god go my attempts about swear therefore not to wound my mother's ears with word of this before from heaven appears the eleventh or twelfth light or herself shall please to ask me or hears me put to seas lest her fair body with her woe be war to this the great oath of the gods she swore which having sworn and of it every due performed to full to vessels wine she drew and into well-sewed sacks poured foody meal in meantime he with cunning to conceal all thought of this from others himself bore in broad house with the wooers as before then grey-eyed pallas other thoughts did own and like telemachus trod through the town commanding all his men in the even to be aboard his ship again then questioned she anon famed for aged phronius's son about his ship who all things to be done assured her freely should the sun then set and sable shadows slid through every street when forth they launched and soon aboard did bring all arms and choice of every needful thing that fits a well-rigged ship the goddess then stood in the port's extreme part where her men nobly appointed thick about her came whose every breast she did with spirit and flame yet still fresh projects laid the grey-eyed dame straight to the house she hasted and sweet sleep poured on each wooer which so laid in steep their drowsy temples that each brow did nod as all were drinking and each hand his load the cup let fall all start up and to bed nor more would watch when sleep so surfeited their leaden eyelids then did pallas call telemachus in body voice and all resembling mentor from his native nest and said that all his armed men were addressed to use their oars and all expected now he should the spirit of a soldier show come then said she no more let us defer our honoured action then she took on her a ravished spirit and led as she did leap and he her most haste took out step by step 
arrived at sea in ship they found ashore the soldiers that their fashioned long hair wore to whom the prince said come my friends let's bring our voyages provisions everything is heaped together in our court and none no not my mother nor her maids but one knows our intention this expressed he led the soldiers close together followed and all together brought aboard their store aboard the prince went pallas still before sat at the stern he close to her the men up hasted after he and pallas then put from the shore his soldiers then he bade see all their arms fit which they heard and had a beechen mast then in the hollow base they put and hoisted fixed it in its place with cables and with well-wreathed halsers hoised their white sails which gray pallas now employs with full and four gales through the dark deep main the purple waves so swift cut roared again against the ship's sides that now ran and ploughed the rugged seas up then the men bestowed their arms about the ship and sacrifice with crowned wine cups to the endless deities they offered up of all yet throned above they most observed the gray-eyed seed of jove who from the evening till the morning rose and all day long their voyage did dispose end of the second book